Another amazing episode of From the Couch Sports. I am Eric. I have with me the slipperiest of snakes. Karen, how did you make it out of that game alive? I don't understand. Uh, the same way LeBron made it out of the Staples Center alive last night. Uh, <laughs> wasn't wasn't easy, but you know, the, the job got done. By by running away from the fight is what you mean. Is what you really mean? Precisely. I also think it's funny. I just opened up Yahoo and on Yahoo, they called it a fracas. And I think that's a word that doesn't get used often enough in the English language. Probably because it's not a word, question mark. A fracas? Oh, oh it's a fracas word. is a word. Just like you could also, uh, synonyms would be a kerfuffle. <laughs> just as long as they're not calling it the malice at the palace part two. That doesn't, that no. doesn't match up. Also with us tonight, as always... The glorious, the wonderful, the bearded, Jerome Peterson. Jerome, how are you? I am glorious. It's another beautiful day in the Eagles fandom, and uh, all praise to him, our quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Three rushing touchdowns. That's eight on the year and leading the NFL. Serious question. Is that more rushing touchdowns than passing touchdowns for Jalen this year? It is not. He's got 13 passing TDs and eight rushing TDs. Wow. And only five interceptions. So I'll take those numbers. I'll take those numbers. I, I really feel like he's had a major boon in performance over the, like, the last little bit here of the season. Yeah, and imagine that. It's all because they decided that they can run the ball. Yeah, shocker. Shocker. Yep. All right, talking about shockers, this week in football was crazy. How real are these bills? Seriously. I, I, can't, I can't place it. Like, two like major... It's, it's relatively fraudulent at this point. I blame myself. <laughs> Rightfully so. I don't know. Two, two big losses in three weeks. I mean... And one of them being to the Jaguars. Um, other than that, Cowboys, Chiefs, probably one of the most disappointing games I can remember, like in recent history. That game was worse to watch than when we played Denver. Yeah, because in the Chiefs game, the score was never like out, out of whack. It was never like, we can't do this. We can't come back from this. Like it was in, in Denver. In Denver, it was like, all right. I mean, we got shellacked, whatever. Pack it in, boys. But eesh. this, it was always there, and then it wasn't. Kieran, how was your week? Um, It was fine. One in the league record. Um, I'll be honest, I really didn't pay attention to the other two. So you guys can let me know how I did. <laughs> you lost. You, okay. You, you, one, you lost. I one can't and two. Think, yeah. Yet again. Uh, Tale as old as time, as they say. But yeah, I was able to to squeak it out at the end. And Eric, your text made me very nervous. It was like all the all the, all the Chargers needed to do was just get like two more, like a touchdown. They were like one score away from making me lose. But two points, Pittsburgh it, D, baby, two points is all let, I needed. Let me let me just tell a little story to the fans here. So so legitimately, make it quick. I'll make it quick. I'll make it quick. But legit, the lowest amount of points that your defense can cost you in our league is negative four points if the other team scores 35 plus points so the chargers are at like 27 points and i'm like oh my god karen one more touchdown and you'll lose two more points and you'll lose the game because that's all he had playing and from that point on the steelers uh blocked a punt uh i think they got an interception and the Chargers never reached 35 points. So I felt like I cursed my brother. And to Josh, I must give the most heartfelt of apologies. Sorry, Josh. I'm not. Let's be honest. I'm not either. I'm trying to climb the standings. And I'm really glad that he lost because he was ahead of me. Uh, speaking of, my week legitimately could not have gone better. I won huge in the ESPN League. 
Thank you, Austin Eckler. I won huge in the uh, league of record, and the Rams didn't play, so they couldn't disappoint me this week. Very happy. Very happy. Jerome, how was your week? So the, the two and two streak was broken, thusly uh, finishing last week at three for one, three and one. Uh, this week, uh, the opposite happened. Um, looks like I might finish one and three, but but I have Tom Brady playing tonight. So anything can fucking happen. That man is not not unknown for scoring 40 fantasy points, and that could put me right back into it with uh, a lot of my leagues. So we shall see. That we shall. All right, let's go into the player of the week. Oh my goodness. He has just huge thighs and just a powerful looking guy. And he has the finesse and he has the moves and he has the hands. Really complete young man. <laughs> I love that sound bite. <laughs> Someone's got to keep an eye on Chris Collinsworth, man. He's getting wily in his old age. And I don't like it. Very homoerotic. <laughs> that was no, that was Collinsworth pulling his best Kieran during the first half of the season with Derrick Henry. I mean, <laughs> those were the good old days, eh, Stack? <laughs> that was the watered down version of it. Yep, now <laughs> now we're just sad all the time, me and Collinsworth. So I will start it off with my player of the week. Uh, in the game notes, I had Austin Eckler, but I actually decided on the drive over that I would switch it up. My player of the week is Mr. Joe Mixon. Um, who is the absolute hero of uh, my phrase, volume is king. I mean, my man had 30 touches. It was not an outstanding day uh, by any means. Like it, we, there were no explosive runs. I think his biggest, his longest rush was like 18 yards, but two touchdowns, 30 rushes, 122 yards, and no receiving work. So everything, Joe finished number three on the week without catching any passes. I mean, that is, 100% the volume is king mantra. And I love my dude, traded for him. Very happy to see it. So good for you, Joe, especially in a terrible, I don't know how the Bengals got to 30 plus points on the Raiders. Like you look at the box score and you're like, how, how did that happen? You know? People got in the end zone. That's normally how it happens. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so moving on to me, uh, player of the week, Jalen Hurts. How could it not be? Threw for 147 yards, ran for 69, three rushing touchdowns. Nothing short of incredible, especially considering it was against the best run defense in the NFL. Yeah, what defense? That, that was terrible. I watched that game. I mean, the Saints looked hapless. They looked ordinary, which – Two, two years in a row, actually, because I'm sure you've forgotten, but I haven't. But Jalen Hurts got his first official start versus the Saints. Oh, yeah. Against the very highly paid uh, Taysom Hill, am I correct? That was good. That is correct. He was, he was <laughs> that day. The 40 to $60 million man. <laughs> NFL contracts are so weird. Uh, Kieran, go ahead with your player of the year. Their player of the week, sorry. So player of the week this week um, came from my opponent, actually. Uh, and it's going to be a Mr. <laughs> Devontae Adams. Hung 30 points on me this week. So that was fun and gave me a little bit of a heart attack until the, until the steel curtain swooped into the 11th hour and meteorically brought me to victory. Um, but, you know, seven receptions on eight targets, not great, but 115 yards and two touchdowns, that'll do it. Um, that'll drive a stake right through your heart. Um, that game was honestly kind of boring for the first like three mm. quarters and a half of the fourth. And then like that last half of the fourth quarter was like, I was glued to the television. More on that later. Let's go on to the super soft player of the week. You dirty eating piece of slime. You scum sucking pig. You son of a motherless goat. No one says it better than Steve Martin in any scenario. Jerome, 
tell us about your super soft player of the week. I have a recurring player for the super soft player of the week. Brandon Cooks, again, three targets, two receptions, 18 yards, just a completely shitty display. I don't know what he did to Tyrod, but he needs to apologize so he can go back to being the proper number one for the Texans. And that's really all I got to say about that. What do we what do we think the over under is on the number of punctured long jokes that he made to that got us to this point? Honestly, at this point, I think what happened was he was probably like safety pinning something on his uniform too close to Tyrod in the locker room. And he was like, oh, this motherfucker thinks he's funny. Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> and you and like you would think that they they beat <laughs> Tennessee so soundly that he would have been involved in it and it just it wasn't it. it just wasn't it this is this is something i legitimately want to remember for next year is this whole like he's the only guy on a bad offense type of mentality like no it's a it's a bad offense don't trust it like stay away these these guys are they're they're bombs on your lineup um i i totally agree i mean brandon cooks is if i were you i would be looking for people to trade him to I would be I would be using his good name and you know my silver tongue to get rid of him. Uh, Karen, go ahead with your super soft player of the week. Super soft player of the week also came from my opponent today. Is uh, the duality of man, Mr. Josh Scabry. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be my real life quarterback, unfortunately, Mr. Dak Prescott. Um, that is sixty five percent completion uh 28 of 43 216 yards um unfortunately there were no touchdowns two interceptions five sacks for loss of 22 yards and two fumbles one of which was lost and that is also going to do it um <laughs> you know for the other is, team. yeah exactly it's his it's his lowest performing game in terms uh, or second lowest, I should say um, against Carolina when they won there, um, he only threw for 188, but you know, that was a very run heavy type of game. He didn't need to do much uh, in terms of through the air. Um, he needed plenty uh, on the ground on his own, but yeah, 216 yards against Kansas city. Isn't going to do it. Throwing two picks. Isn't going to do it. No touchdowns through the air, no touchdowns period as an mm. offense. Isn't mm. going to do it. Um, and the only, only silver lining I see here uh, is that Kellen Moore, I hope, is tanking right now so no other teams offer him a head coach job and we can just give him a lifetime contract with a blank check for a zillion dollars because I really <laughs> don't want to lose him. Hey, Karen, how many, how many zeros are there in a zillion? Uh, Z. Got him. Brilliant. <laughs> That was well done. He didn't, he, he broke him. Fuck you. <laughs> that was good. That was good, but fuck you. I yeah. honestly, for the liberal arts class taught me that it's too many. <laughs> I, I honestly wonder if, if your players, I, I don't know, maybe the, tell me if this is an overreaction boys, but I don't, I don't think that the, the Dallas Cowboys starters uh, like fantasy players are a locked and loaded start right now. I mean, obviously, you know, CD with this, the concussion, I'm not talking about maybe, maybe besides CD lamb, I, is anyone a lock Pollard? You think so? I, I let mean, me, it's, let me, it's not a great one, but it's one. <laughs> I mean, let me ask you this then stack. I mean, if you were to say, okay, miles Gaskin this week or Tony Pollard. Oh, miles Gaskin. Right, like yeah. Miles Gaskin's a good bench part, good benchmark because he's not really that great. You see what I'm saying? Like, it, you think you think I'm overreacting or no? I mean, as as a Cowboy fan, I think you are, but like as a as a fantasy footballer and realist, I mean, I don't really think you are. Like, the the offense is slowly getting dismantled due to injury, um, and adding an extra regular season game probably isn't going to help that. Uh, the defense has been getting dismantled. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Denver 
just absolutely had their way with them. Kansas City didn't, but I mean, when your only offense is Greg the Leg, that's not <laughs> good. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean to beleaguer the point. I. I just. It's a weird situation in Dallas right now. All right, I will go on to my super soft player of the week. I'm actually again going to pivot. I had Ryan Tannehill uh, as my super soft player of the week, but the reason I'm pivoting is I didn't realize that his top two receivers in AJ Brown and I don't know the other guy who had a good week last week that they both got hurt early in the game and he was playing with a bunch of schmuckatellis. Um, so I, I'll give him a pass. I'll give him a pass. No, my super soft player of the week is T Higgins. T Higgins in full PPR leagues had 3.5 points. And that 3.5 points for T Higgins was two catches off of three targets for 15 yards. This is one of those situations that I think happens a lot in fantasy where, you know, last week I mentioned that Julio Jones is like a big name that you have trouble not starting because he's got that big name. And I think that this is a situation for me where T Higgins was a guy that I really believed in during the draft process where I thought this is a safe play. This guy has got all the talent in the world. He's really, really great. And pretty much all of the experts are out there saying, no, he's like a borderline receiver three in fantasy football. Like he's not a locked and loaded start. And this whole season I've gone thinking this guy is a superstar waiting to happen. Just watch. And he, he just slapped me in my face with his dick uh, during this game, which it was, it was a favorable matchup. So I don't know. Uh, T T Higgins, that, that one hurt. That one hurt. Um, Now is an appropriate time to say thank you, Kieran, for Keenan Allen, who doesn't suck. But yeah, reactions, boys. No, I mean, if he, he feel like he could be super soft for last couple weeks, man. I feel like I haven't heard his name mentioned in any kind of good way or not even in a bad way. He's just been like, just unmentionable. Like he was, he wasn't mentionably bad. He wasn't mentionably great. He was just kind of there. Um, and I feel like that's the way it's been the past couple weeks, especially on a team where, you know, the Burrow Chase connection seems to be clicking again. Joe Mixon's tearing it up. Like, there's, you know, not a whole lot of room for him there, it seems like. It's it's two touchdowns on the year, too. I, yeah. I mean, that's just that's just going to kill you every time. As a wide receiver, too. Exactly. Um, I don't know. Jerome, did you have anything to add? No, no, I completely agree with your point. You know, uh, difficult to play. Truly. All right, we will head on to the player to watch. Mr. Bergen, do you have a massive erection? Really? Yes, I do. Um... <laughs> I was wondering where to cut that off, and I'm really glad I cut it off at the, uh... <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> All right, Gary, go ahead with your player to watch. So my player to watch is going to be a Mr. Corey Davis. Mm. Um, How formal it, of you. Yes, <laughs> very formal. I mean, he doesn't um, know him personally, right? Like, you can't just say, I don't. Uh, hey, of yeah, course. Yeah, he's, we're, not, we're not good like that, um, especially <laughs> after this season, you bum. But he's been a super soft player of mine in the past. Uh, he's been very up and down uh, for a lot of this year. Uh, he's got four touchdowns on the year. Meh, not great, but they're playing Houston this week um, in the, in the poop bowl as it were. Um, but yeah, honestly, it should be like the Monday night game or like the first game Sunday. Cause it's when you're just like expelling all of the badness. That is the awesomeness of Thanksgiving football. Mm. and just dumping it all away and that's what we have here uh in in jets texans but i mean the stage is set for him to have an awesome game i mean who knows who's going to be under center at this point it's looking like joe flacco um really is it zach's still not back huh i don't think so 
but I mean, Joe Flacco might be back. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just trying to manifest that in the universe. Joe Flacco's back. Joe Flacco's back. Throw the ball to Corey Davis. Yeah. I mean, and, and lately it has been Elijah Moore. My player to watch. I love Thanksgiving Day football. So I was going to pick no matter what, someone who was playing on Thursday. It is Mr. His Royal Tallness. I'll follow suit with Karen. Um, this is, it's not just about Josh Allen being super exciting anymore. This is, this is getting to dire straits kind of situations. And you guys know me very well when I, when I'm talking about the players um, that I'm interested in watching or that I'm celebrating, it's people who are facing really tough situations and are answering the call. Josh is in that place. They, the bills have lost their first place ruling over the AFC East, which is a division that they really should have had locked and loaded. And this is a big situation. It's a short week. He's playing the saints who had a bad week last week, but it's primetime football and you just got whooped by the Colts. So, you know, I'm, I'm expecting huge things from him, huge things. I want to see him succeed. So Josh Bills, you don't have to worry about the number one rushing defense when you don't have a a rushing game. Oh my God. (laughs) The, the bills are the bills are so bad running the ball that they have single-handedly continued Matt Breida's career. That's how bad they are. Like that's... I'm surprised. I'm surprised San Francisco hasn't given him a call to come back. <laughs> it's like, it is. That's how bad they are. Like, look, this is a bold statement that doesn't belong in that category. But if you have Zach Moss, Kieran, and Devin Singletary on your fantasy football team, drop them. Also, Karen. Yeah, <laughs> it's over. The experiment is over. I, I don't know. Um, all right, Jerome, go ahead with your player to watch, sir. My player to watch for this week is Jalen Hurts. I know I'm talking about him a lot, but Gross. I do have him on my team. He is my quarterback, but something that cannot be denied is he is gaining momentum in terms of his play overall play his rushing ability the way the offense is clicking he's throwing the ball he's making better decisions I mean we talked about him a few weeks ago how you know there was he was had good fantasy numbers but he wasn't a good quarterback well guess what he is a good quarterback and his game has certainly shown that he is a good quarterback once the once the offense is figured out which apparently it looks like it has been and we're up against the Giants. So I think we're going to fucking steamroll them. What's the score of the game right now, by the way, the Giants game? Anyone? Uh, last last I looked, it was 7-3. to three. I looked. How far off has Saquon Barkley fallen? I mean... <laughs> he fell off about two knees ago, bud. <laughs> so unfortunate. It is unfortunate. I think I think he's officially a bust at this point. I really do. I I'm ready to label it. Um, all right, let's go on to happier things with the game of the week. Hello, you play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win, and I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. Man, this week of football coming up is actually incredible. Um, There were a lot of great games to pick from. I didn't actually take a peek at what you guys chose, but I I, I tried really hard not to pick a Rams game and be that guy. I am that guy. So the Rams are – what's that? Shocking. Yeah, I know. I know. The – Rams are seven and three going to the Packers who are eight and two. When last I looked, the Packers are favored by 1.5 points. It actually dropped from two. No idea why or how. This is a very interesting game. I mean, the, excuse me, 
Packers just lost an absolute heartbreaker to divisional rival um, in Minnesota. And the Rams are on a skid. As a Rams fan, I will tell you that my faith is shook on this team. Um, I am I am not confident they, that they are not a fully finesse team and that they don't they don't have the guts to stick it out. You guys remember the early uh, 2010 Falcons, the uh, the Mike Smith Falcons who refused to run like on on goal line situations because they didn't have the ball sack to do it. That's that's where I'm afraid this Rams team is going. And this game is a big test. I mean, McVay is not known for being great coming out of the bye week. But all that said, I will go. I will go Rams here. I think that this Packers team. It's tough to explain why they've been doing so well. You can say like, I, I think honestly that when you watch Aaron Rodgers, he still looks great, but I don't think he looks nearly as dominant as he was last year. They've lost a lot of pieces on defense. Uh, Aaron Jones isn't playing. And it's an extra week for them, them being the Rams to integrate pieces like OBJ and Von Miller. And I think Von Miller is actually a much bigger piece in this. So I will take the Rams and it's pretty much based off of that defensive line versus offensive line. Uh, matchup that the Rams have on the Packers boys. I, I don't, I don't know if Von Miller has it anymore. I mean, he just, I mean, it's not about, it's not about being familiar with the defensive scheming. I mean, he got straight up bullied and flattened on a number of plays. I mean, one was right in front of us by George Kittle. I don't know if he just has it anymore. I think he just took a sweetheart deal trading on his good name. And now he's just, you know, retiring on the west coast i mean who knows who knows uh, i think right now it looks like green bay has the better defense so i'm going to take green bay yeah i'm going to take green bay as well i mean i like you said Jerome, they have, i think they have a better defense right now um and just going off of you know past performances for both sides the green bay defense played really well um it was stupid penalties that really lost in that game there were two picks that kirk cousins threw that were bona fide picks, but a flag away from the play brought, you know, pulled them up, you know, uh, roughing mm-hmm. the passer, uh, a pass interference on, you know, a, you know, a questionable pass interference call, you know, probably three or four of those drives, Kirk Cousins really didn't have any positive yardage and it was all penalties. Um, so I think they kind of got the shaft a little bit there because um, their offense looks pretty good. You know, they only, you know, they lost at a last second field goal. Um, and they, you know, it it was, it was, it was a tough game. It was a great game, you know, towards the end there, as I mentioned earlier, but I think the Green Bay Packers played excellent. Um, and it's, you know, the Rams first, uh, cold game of the year. Never know how their rookies are going to react. Those SEC boys (laughs) that played two years down in Tuscaloosa and they get drafted out West and they're playing in LA. Now they got to Now they got to go up to uh Green Bay kid and, uh, Figure it out with the cheese heads there. First time they're seeing snow. <laughs> I just I did just check and the forecast. I mean, it's it's a bunch of days away. It's Monday right now, but forecast right now is overcast with 35 degrees. I mean, when you're playing in Green Bay, <laughs> when, when you're well, listen, listen. I mean, truthfully, 35 a degrees. Balmy 35. I know, but that's 35 that's degrees is like your weather. Yeah, exactly. That's that is a dream. Is as an opponent going into Green Bay in near December, you're like, oh, 35 degrees overcast? Amazing. Amazing. God is shining on us. <laughs> it could be so much worse. All right, Jerome, why don't you give us your game of the week? Flip that mic up. My game of the week is Eagles Patriots. at Giants. The Titans Patriots. Oh, okay. At the game, if you are listening, come and hang out. We're going to have an awesome tailgate. It's going to be a fucking good time. Um, Eagles are favored by three and a half points. uh, And I don't think that line is big. And I I think it should be more. They gave us almost no line whatsoever versus the saints. And we completely fucking embarrassed them. And I think we're going to walk into MetLife in Jersey and embarrass the giants in front of everyone. Yeah. I'm going to, 
I have to agree. Um, I mean, there's just no compares. The Giants are just absolute garbage. Um, and that's putting it nicely. And the Eagles are, uh, it kills me inside to say this, but they're hot right now. Um, they're playing really, really well. Um, Jalen Hurts, as you know, we've talked about at nauseum this week, but I'll say it again. He's, he's good. I never thought he wasn't good, to be honest with you. Um, and I hate Philly as much as the next guy, but Jalen Hurts. Because <laughs> there's plenty Jay, of you. Yeah, exactly. Jalen Hurts is that dude for Philly. Um, it seems like Sirianni's finally figuring it out, maybe, but time will tell there. But yeah, this is this is chalk, Eagles. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I was surprised that New England was favored too. I mean, the Titans have been atop the AFC. Oh, we're talking about the Eagles game. Yeah, Eagles will probably win. Oh, I'm that's just... a good one for like pretending I talked about a different game. <laughs> just, I'm just messing with you, bro. This is good. That was, that was very well played. Thank you. I was just pretending like I was talking about a game that anyone who's not going would want to watch. I, I think, I think it's kind of shocking to be honest with you that I am a relative nobody, uh, an unprofessional. And before the season, I specifically remember talking to Jerome and saying, yeah, man, I mean, this, this Eagles team, they've got a shot. All they've got to do is adopt a Baltimore Ravens styled strategy and run the ball all the time and just a lot of read options a lot of commitment to the run give the defense a shot and it took the eagles four or five weeks which i think is a major condemnation of their coaching staff because like i say a relative nobody's looking from the outside and saying yeah you know what's the easiest way to win just do this and then their number one running back goes down and then they're like oh our running back got injured. You know what we should do? Run the ball more. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. Um, but I think, I think this Eagles team is heating up and the giants are dysfunctional. They, there's, they are a team that is probably going to perfect the, or I'm sorry, complete the trifecta this off season where they could have a new coach, a new GM, and a new quarterback all in one offseason, and they probably should. So one, one final thing, and I, I bring this up because Jerome has mentioned Jalen Hurts now three times. Um, clean sweep for you. Yeah, man. I mean, you're just like fanhooding all over the place. Uh, I, I have to believe that, I mean, I, I'm one person who I believe all of the like offseason storylines and everything that leads up to the season. I don't, I don't forget that shit when the season's going on. I have to believe that Nick Sirianni is so mad that Jalen Hurts is playing well right now. He's like so furious because before the year, beginning of the year, it's very clear to me, this guy has no faith in his quarterback. Doesn't want him worth a shit. They, they have all of this draft capital. They're so ready to draft another quarterback, to trade for Deshaun Watson, all of these things. And Sirianni is going to be stuck playing a quarterback that he doesn't want to play next year because that quarterback is playing his way into the starting role next year. I think, I think that's like wildly interesting and like, nobody's talking about it. I, you know what I mean? Nobody's, nobody's probably talking about it because it's not true. It's not, not true. Karen, back me up here. I'll be honest. I wasn't really listening. Ah! You're, you're great. <laughs> Oh, he even uh, he even nodded afterward, like, yeah, hmm, yeah, it's interesting. I wasn't expecting a question. <laughs> Spoken like a guy that's worked from home, from telecommuted for the last two years. Oh, he's like, mm -hmm. you know, now Jim, you have a, you have an amazing point. Yep, yep. Stan, uh, you know, uh, great meeting, great meeting. Yo, Thank you, Karen. Karen, where is the at-home scarecrow that you like put up during those meetings so that you can go like play video games or jerk off? I mean, sometimes it's just that I don't even need a camera on, so it's just off. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, Stack, go ahead with your game of the week. Tell us all about the Steelers and the Bengals. Oh, wait. Uh, no, we're not, we're not doing that one either. Um, oh, God. It's, dude, you, you're the one that's, oh, I love the turkey bowls and this and that. Dude, Raiders Cowboys. Pick a Monday game. I know. No one cares about the Monday game after Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, but it's Raiders Cowboys. Um, it's two teams that are kind of still trying to prove it. What? Underwhelming? Yeah, that too. Um, two teams that have been underwhelming as of late. Two teams that had a lot of hype coming into the season and hot starts. And, you know, for different reasons, things have gone downhill for both organizations. For the Cowboys, it's been, you know, not great defensive play and injuries. For the Raiders, it's been, you know, maybe they, you know, changed up the the towels in the locker room and the guys are a little upset about it so they're no, i'm just kidding everyone knows why they're garbage people um <laughs> but that aside it's two teams that it's it's kind of a prove it game um and no better time to do it than uh, four o'clock on thanksgiving day and right now the cowboys are minus seven so yeah cowboys at home minus seven as jerome, as jerome falls further down the standings because he's going to pick the raiders well Mine, I'll go. I'll go first. Um, minus seven is pretty shocking. When no, it's you take, too big. I think they'll win, but not by seven. Yeah, it's but it, but it's it's shocking, and I think to be honest with you, it says a lot more about this Raiders team than it does the Cowboys because the Cowboys, for instance, their their number one receiver is going to be a guy who really hasn't practiced with the first team since August, not like consistently. So Michael Gallup is, I mean, he returned to the starting lineup. He obviously didn't have too major of a role um, last Sunday. And now on a short week, he's going to be the number one and the uncontested number one where I think, I mean, Schultz will probably be number one, but well, right. But I mean, Karen, <laughs> what, what's number, who's number one, Cedric Wilson. I think he's, I, here's a hot take for you. I think Cedric Wilson has a bigger game than Michael Gallup simply because Dak. Trusts oh, 100%. Him right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. He's played with him. For sure. Right. Wilson's been, he's been playing very well for being a wide receiver three for the last eight weeks. Yeah. I, I think, I think this game has all the makings of surprising people. You know, you got, you're going to have the football, you know, fantasy football fans, the people who are football fans, but really for the purposes of fantasy, who are going to say this game is an ugly, unwatchable game because I think it's going to be an ugly trench battle game i mean the 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 cowboys um between the 40s yeah the, the cowboys play good defense uh and you could say maybe not last week but that high-powered chiefs offense scored what 19 points yeah. it's not all that much and i mean they 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 surprise you meanwhile the raiders are really actually pretty good on defense and still i think i have to go with cowboys here because I think this Raiders team has lost its mojo completely. I can't, I can't pick for them until they prove it to me. And I don't see it happening on a short week. Jerome? You know, you don't gain any ground without sometimes making a risky call. I'm going to go that the Cowboys continue to skid further and I'm taking the Raiders. Don't even pretend that that's like you just being like, no, I'm not going to gain any ground unless you make a risky call. You're in last place by three games, bud. Oh, I'm so edgy. I'm so edgy. Let me pick the team that I <laughs> against the team that I hate. You're three games hey, out of second. You know, hey, whoa, 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 gentlemen, gentlemen, let's not pretend for one second that it's my fault that the stars aligned this way. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Kurt Cobain, we get it. You're edgy. Okay, here's one. Here's one for you. The Cowboys are, are favored by seven <laughs> points. They only scored nine last game. How many how many did they score in, in how many how many actual points with the first team defense against Denver did they score last week? Three? Two weeks ago, but yes. Two weeks ago, sorry. Last week they hung 31 on Atlanta. Okay, big whoop. I mean, let's, let's not brag, <laughs> no, I know. shall we? Okay, okay. 
Okay. Against Denver, how many, how many, how many points before they sat all the first the first teamers? Three points? Yeah. We get your point. Okay. Like this is this is a clear case of, oh, it's the Cowboys. It's Thanksgiving. They're they used to be America's team. They're gonna win. Like, no, I'm taking the underdog. I'm taking a shot. I just so happen to also take a shot at the team I fucking hate more than the Nazis. So yeah, yeah. Raiders for the win. I just want to point out that the Nazis killed millions of people. I just I, just, I feel like that's important. We make you make the joke plenty, but like let's just for add those some who didn't know. Here's a history lesson for you. <laughs> Nazis, not great. Not not great. <laughs> Okay, so uh, you're wondering uh, on which side of history you wanted to be on. <laughs> yeah, the side of Rome chooses out. Nazis. <laughs> All right, uh, Karen brought it. Karen brought it up a little bit. the The standings currently, I gained a little ground. Uh, Karen is currently leading still at twenty and fourteen. I am at nineteen and fifteen, and Jerome just treads water. He's <laughs> Jerome stays three picks behind me every time. And you know it's impressive, buddy. It's impressive. You're consistent. Somebody, somebody's got to be in last place. So that's right. And no one better than you. Uh, <laughs> all right. We're gonna head on to our last topic. It is the state your case. Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. All right, it's my turn, boys. We're done talking about the Rams. Um okay. But yeah. are we? <laughs> so listen, I'm going to state my case, and it is this. I'm going to tell you about a quarterback. He is infamous for throwing game-crushing interceptions late in the game. He is infamous for never winning big. Matt Stafford. Nice. Yeah. He's also incredibly good, heavily underrated, He's received a monster paycheck, which was ridiculed and thought to be grossly overdone. And he was also very good with game-winning drives and fourth-quarter comebacks. Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, it's Tony Romo. And it's, it can also be said for Kirk Cousins. My case uh, is this. Kirk Cousins is the Tony Romo of this generation. Up. All right. Shut your mouth even, right now. Even I'm going to say that that's a bit much. Now, hold on. Kirk Cousins gets the biggest flack. He is super underrated. This year so far, this year so far, he is on pace for 16 games. For 4,440 yards, 34 touchdowns, and three interceptions. He has a passer rating right now through the year of 106 which sounds high but his it's not the it's not the best that he's had in Minnesota his minus, his passer rating for his time in Minnesota is 104.1 he throws touchdowns at a rate of 5.8% for those who don't know the average for a quarterback in the NFL is 4.4% kirk averages 5.8 he throws interceptions at a rate of 1.6 percent of the time again below average by almost double that the guy averages a ton of yards per attempt he's been standard his entire career and we give him more shit than we give most quarterbacks in the nfl certainly more than any other quarterback who averages a passer rating over 106 right now pro football focus has kirk cousins ranked in the top five Everyone has Kirk Cousins ranked in the top five who studies the game. And yet every fan who ranks quarterbacks right now, one through 10, they might put him at eight. Maybe this is what happened to Tony Romo. This is what I'm saying. Kirk Cousins is the Tony Romo of this generation. And I think he is vastly underrated. Are you convinced? I mean, I'll, I'll just go first. Um, absolutely not. Um, Kirk Cousins sucks eggs, and I will never be convinced otherwise. Um, 
you can throw all the fancy stats you want at me, but watching him play, yeah, he throws for a lot of yards when you check it down and you throw it negative one yards to Dalvin Cook and then he runs it for 50. Um, so good for him, I guess, for having Dalvin Cook on his team. And I don't know, he's not he's not Tony Romo because Tony Romo, while he, yes, blew plenty of clutch plays that, you know, destroyed my tween years. Uh, I don't think anyone's done it as, I don't think anyone's blown it as consistently as Kirk Cousins has, dude. Kirk Cousins never won a division title with three herniated discs in his back. Tony Romo did. Tony Romo, or Kirk Cousins isn't close personal friends with our Lord and Savior, Jim Nance. Tony Romo is. Don't you ever compare the two of them, ever. Kirk Cousins is going to end up owning a car dealership in Minneapolis, and he's going to end up selling a Bentley to Cook's kids because, you know, they have a future and his kids don't speak to him anymore because they're disappointed. Kirk Cousins, you suck. Let me put it like this. I And I'm sure Jerome remembers, but Tony Romo did a lot less with a lot more talented rosters. Romo had a lot, a lot of ability on that side of the ball. And I don't seem to remember him winning playoff games either. These players are eerily alike. You may not like them, but if you were to look at this from a non-Cowboys point of view, you might see more likeness than you care to admit. Honestly. You could have, you, it doesn't, it's not even a Tony Romo thing. It's a, just an I hate Kirk Cousins thing. You could have done this with any quarterback, and I'd, my sentiments would remain the same. This is exactly what happened with Tony Romo. Like, that is, no. that is, people said the same thing about Tony Romo. They didn't care about, they didn't care. Okay. Jerome, go ahead. The more you say it, the more I see it. And it upsets me because a part of me wants to defend Tony Romo as a quarterback. And I hated Tony Romo as a quarterback. I love him as a sports sportscaster, uh, absolutely. Um, but numbers don't lie, and history doesn't lie. Uh, there's, I'm convinced. Uh, there's a lot of similarities. You know, Cousins has Cook, and Romo had several running backs that were the reasons they won games. It wasn't really on him. And he played well, but he didn't play, like, stupendously. And he didn't play well in the bright lights. Remind you of anyone? Right? right. Well, to be fair, it wasn't his running backs that won any of those games. It was their offensive line. We saw what happened with DeMarco Murray. This is true. That's why I said running backs, and I didn't name any one running back specifically because it was the line the whole time. They were just frauds. All right, I can't help myself. That was the hard sell one. I had one of so like there's a story that came out from Jason Lacanfora, and he said that right now the Jaguars franchise is completely split on how to accelerate the development of Trevor Lawrence. I think this is the biggest offense that this coaching staff and general manager group in the front office has committed in Jacksonville, and that includes like. Urban Meyer dancing up on some chick and getting caught on film (laughs) and like drafting a running back. You didn't need in the first round. This is the word your entire career in Jacksonville hinges on your ability for this guy to develop. And now 11 weeks in, you don't know how to develop him. What the fuck is going on in Jacksonville? I don't, I don't, this is, this is the worst offense that I can imagine. You drafted a guy there was no question who you were going to draft. You had the first overall pick. No one's like, oh, man, I hope someone doesn't take him ahead of me. No, you knew who you were going to take. You knew who it was since January. And now, not 11 months later, you don't know what you're doing with him. Yeah, <laughs> of, I mean, of that one, I'm convinced. That's the easy one there, man. That's, I mean, you got to look at yourself in, as an organization and just say, like, what are we doing? Like, cause here, like, I mean, it's no question. Like Trevor Lawrence is a generational talent. And when you're questioning on how to develop him, it's like, well, it's not, you, you don't develop a quarterback in 11 weeks. That's not how football or life happens. You need to give them something. Like, 
I don't know. The kid needs confidence because he's had it his entire career through, I think he's what, he lost two games through eight years of high school and college football. Yeah. He lost yeah. two games. And now he comes here and he's lost All nine. Yeah. <laughs> one. I mean, it's, it, it, I mean, it's, it's a terribly managed franchise for more ways than one, how they handle coaching player development now clearly. Um, and even drafting, like if they didn't have one, one this year, who knows what the hell would have happened. Yeah. I, I mean, here's, here's an example. Last year, the Patriots were perhaps historically bad passing the ball or yeah. Passing the ball. I mean, Cam Newton threw. I don't know, six touchdowns to 11 interceptions. I mean, it was just disgusting. And yet, hey, this guy. rookie, you're like. Yeah, exactly. And like. He was terrible. And like, Mac Jones, who had zero faith from all the pundits because he wasn't an athlete, has been brought along and developed masterfully so that right now, the Patriots are. The sixth scoring offense in the NFL, 17th in yards. Seven, right, and it's like, and yet. It's almost like they've done this before. <laughs> but it's, I mean, Jerome, am I wrong? It's like you had Trevor Lawrence, who was supposed to be twice the prospect that Mac Jones is, and you don't know what you're, you just, you just let the news break that you don't know what you're doing with him. That's what that means, by the way. We don't know how to develop him. You're saying you don't know what to do with him. It's it's all the earmarks of a truly mismanaged franchise. And just just to be fair, Mac Jones is still not an athlete. But he's but he's far more along the development process. He's a, he's, he's a good quarterback. They 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 you know Josh McDaniels built an offense that works to his strengths and bill belichick has a defense that doesn't make him have to work that fucking hard Matt? i mean if you look at if you look at the patriots offensive numbers they're not they're not like blowing anybody away they don't have any they don't have any league leaders in anything He's not even a league leader in in any of the in any of the the um, God, what's the word I'm looking for? Categories. Categories. Thank you. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not a league leader in any of the categories. It's just their defense is playing lights out, and he is getting the job done on offense. I'm not taking that away from him, but like he does he doesn't have to scramble. He doesn't really have to run. He just has to try and find an open receiver hand the ball off to a, a pretty good running back stable that they have and their offense makes shit work and they win games. And that's, that's a great team, you know, mentality. But, you know, but Jerome, doesn't... I mean, if, if, if I'm telling you, Hey, you're running a franchise and you're going to draft a rookie quarterback, wouldn't you say that what you just said is exactly how you should do it? What is Jacksonville doing and how is it such a mystery to you? Like, okay. Uh, it, it's clear it's what it's what's clear is they took a a college coach and they threw him in the deep end in just the worst possible situation yeah i mean this 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 isn't like this isn't even the biggest mistake this franchise is made this year personally i think the biggest mistake this franchise made this year so far was the one of the first ones drafting Travis Etienne. What are you doing? You already you already you already have a good running back. And clearly James Robinson's numbers this year reflect that last year wasn't a fluke. I mean that I mean that right there this the, the, now both of these is is extreme like you know you have two strong cases of your honor we need to we need to do the right thing and take this franchise away from whoever is running it because it is just mismanaged to from from uh, alpha to zulu i'm sorry i went i went 1 plus 1 there on the uh, on the stature case jonathan taylor or cmc 101 next year jonathan taylor 
Oh, Jonathan Taylor without without I'm even out on CMC, about dude. It. It's interesting. It's weird. I don't know. I think I'm CMC. On what you have to be. You planet? drafted him one one this year, so yeah, I kind of have to. You got to wear that one, bud. I do, but I'm. I, I also drafted him. I hung on to him. I waited. I waited, and he came back, and he's the oh, same shut up. guy. You did not hang on to him and wait and wait. You tried to unload him on me week three, bud. I did. I lo- But you know what though? But he's back, and I'm seeing he's the exact same guy. And in a PPR league, I don't. It's it's weird. It's. I think this is an argument we're going to be having. But Jonathan Taylor, I mean. He's a man's man. I just, I don't. Hey, Karen. Did, uh, how many games did CMC finish the year with last year? Not sure, but I would have to guess probably around 10, less than 10, three. Jesus. How many games has he played in this year? Four, five. Oh, wow. Those are, those are some great numbers so far. And a 17 game season, five. You're- you are okay. First of all, it's it's only week eleven, or we've only uh, completed. Uh, uh, but no, I mean you're. No, no, no. You, it's very you are it's, right. It's, it's, no, it's you important. are right. Also to mention, it's also important to mention that a lot of we're talking fantasy football wise. Okay, it, you can't understate the fact that you know. Oh, he, he's he just came back now. You're we're getting ready to go into the fantasy playoffs yes. soon. Like it's we're knocking on the door. some of us are. So some people are, you know, the, the playoff to not be on the bottom. So, you know, hi. <laughs> the, uh, it's, it is what it is. But, I mean, it's just not to be understated that, you know, him taking a roster spot for most of this year, I mean, he's not – I don't know if you know this or not, but he's not, he's not leading you to a back-to-back championship. I know that never, you don't know that. That's not happening in this universe. I know that you don't know that. I know that. Oh, oh I know that. I know that you want to know that. There doesn't exist a fantasy universe where you beat Kieran and my father and make it to the finals. <laughs> Kieran, I'm not concerned about. Kieran, I will beat next week. But oh. I don't. Okay. I don't. Let's let. No, let's make this interesting. You'll win next week or what? I continue growing the mustache until New Year. No, you shave your head. No. No. Shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, that was a reach. That was that was, that was a bit no. of a reach. You, a bit of you a made reach. it easy to say no. You made it, you made it easy to say no. A bit of a reach. I was gonna say if he ended up if he ended up taking that, I would be like, uh, hey Jerome, I'm gonna text you once we're done with this and uh, about something that's definitely not collusion. <laughs> you realize he's in my house right now right yeah. <laughs> conversation we're gonna have to wait for a little tomorrow <laughs> oh all right i think that's it i think that's it i think that's it you don't have any other comparisons jonathan taylor cmc number one pick that that's it that's all you had for us tonight okay jonathan taylor derrick henry or no, Derrick Henry, CMC. That's a better one, I think, because they're both ooh, hurt. Ooh, okay. CMC. Keep Derrick Henry. Look, I hate I hate to be that guy, but I am that guy, and I'm I'm the so, numbers so you guy. You're it. struggling not to be in the bottom <laughs> half of the bracket. Listen, no, listen to me here. This is this is the truth. There's there's not a statistic. There's not a person alive who has beat the. You had X amount of carries over X amount of years, and afterwards, you got injured and you fell off beyond that. Now, Derrick Henry is a unicorn. I'm not arguing that, but the truth is we haven't seen it yet. So if I'm gambling, I'm going to take the sure bet. I mean, the truth is we've never seen it. So maybe he is that dude, but if I'm gambling on it, I'm going to pick CMC over him. I can see- Hold on. We, We need to be very clear about something. This isn't this isn't a knee thing. This is even a hip thing. He broke his foot. foot. I know, but it, that's that's nothing. You're not the least bit worried about a broken foot. Okay. The man went back in and played like half of the game still with a broken foot. 
As long as I is if I hear broken foot and it's not followed by Greg Olson, I'm not worried. <laughs> that poor that poor bastard. I think that's it. I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. You know we love doing it for you. We hope you love us doing it for you. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy the Cowboys losing. I'm sorry. Enjoy your turkey. Um, and Jerome, I hope you enjoy the Eagles lose. I mean, winning against the Giants. Fly, Eagles, fly. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Say good night, boys. Say good night, boys. Good night. Tell me what you want right now Ooh Let everybody talk right now Tell me what you want right now You could get it Yeah Well you can get it Yeah Yeah you can get it